3: I think I've been able to shake the doldrums from my head, and I want to talk about Kurt's Auto Repair. He's a really good guy. I-17 in Bell Road, northeast corner, been around since 1987, works on gas and diesel. He does everything imaginable, but he's smart enough to tell you when he's not the best guy for the job you have. So if you're looking for a good repair shop, domestic import gas and diesel, been around a long time, then Kurtz Auto Repair at I-17 in Bell, northeast corner, is a place that perhaps you should go. Who's call next? We got Tom from Phoenix. Oh, Tom, how can I help you?
4: How are you doing today, Mark? Good. So I was listening to a caller, and I was thinking to myself as I was driving down the road listening to uh, the conversation about water pumps, and where I have found that some what some might come from is by reading something on the internet or going to YouTube university. And I wanted to get your feedback on that.
3: I recognize your voice and you're just going to throw me under the bus. I'm I, not. Okay. I, I, all right. I, I want to ask you a question. The guy's taken really expert care of his car. One of the things was, is he changed. I said, it's due for everything. And that was glossed over. But I said, the transmission, and he goes, "Well, he changed the fluid, but he didn't do the filter. Would you like to comment on that?
4: He changed the fluid, but not the filter at a hundred k okay, well, I've got two schools of thought on that. One is, has it been serviced more than once, more no. than twice?
3: no. Hey Tom, you got the question. You, it, it's real simple. It's got a hundred k, and the only thing that's been done is the previous owner changed the fluid. Don't make me okay, mad at you we too. To
5: the
3: well, here's my point. My point is, is we pull the pan on those so that we can look to see if there's any broken snap rings. We can look and see if the clutch material is really burnt. We look inside, and that tells us what the last 100,000 miles has been. In addition to that, it's been around the world four times, and he didn't change the filter. I don't understand that. Do you agree? I agree. Okay. Second of all, and I'm going to ask you, it runs hot. You want to comment that they run hot at 210 or 215?
4: No, not in this climate at all. As you okay. mentioned before, this the... The, the ECM has to take and, and read what the what the engine what the water temperature is to control the fuel to do fuel control and to do timing control and so on. Uh, I just had this conversation with somebody one day recently about running hot or not running hot and the distance that they drive talking about the uh, the oil and the or the uh, water and the oil. That's that's uh, imperative. These things get the water out of the oil, especially in short drives—five, six, seven miles to work each way in the winter time. Got to get hot.
3: You're right, and and if they don't ever get it hot and take that horse out and exercise it and run it for a while, then the only other option is is to speed up the oil change interval. Yes.
4: On the on uh, this on the, on the um, water pump issue, fill me again on that one.
3: Well, he wanted to replace the water pump, and they make a new, uh, extra special or a new re- improved water pump, and wanted to know if that's okay to use, or he was going to use that, or he wanted a comment.
4: Well, there are several LS conversions for water pumps, and that's a, that's a whole another a whole another uh, line of dialogue on that one.
3: Okay, well, that I don't know why we even got to this dialogue about changing the water pump and upgrading or anything like that at all. I, I, I don't, you know, that this big square box was filled with a lot of stuff, and one of the things was is I couldn't remember all the things I wanted to discuss because we changed subjects so quickly. But thank you for your attempt to <laughs> to placate me <laughs> but, but I, I'm not gonna, i not going to I know you're messing with me and I, I know that that's the way you are but I, I let me ask you a couple of questions I said at 100th day everything is due would you agree with that it's a simple yes or no no no, no okay. I
4: don't
3: okay alright tell me what's no. not due depending Did- on the
4: transmission fluid number one
3: okay so you don't um, think that we should change the transmission fluid and filter it at 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 hundred thousand? If, if it's
4: never if it's never been used, like the the, um, the BTC transmissions, the i T. I'm sorry, some of those ones you don't ever change the fluid in them.
3: Well, I understand that, but they only they don't even represent one percent of the cars in the market. Tom, I got to look at it from a global point of view. So you can't pull exceptions out of there that you know that apply to one percent of the cars out there. I've been looking at owner manual, and so have you all of our lives. And there isn't mm-hmm. one of them out there that doesn't call for spark plugs and belts and hoses and, and f- fluid changes and stuff like that. I mean, it's a, it's been around the world four times on the equator, and it's kind of foolish to think that these cars are going to have all these lifetime fluids in them. I'm, I'm going to grant you that some of them have lifetime fluids, but do you ever change the lifetime fluids on either your cars or customers' cars?
6: We have,
3: okay, we All right. have, and so have I.
4: Change them sooner, like on, on on our own cars, for instance, because we have that luxury.
3: Ugh, on, no um, way, Jeremy. But the other
4: thing I think that uh, the other thing I think is important is is that the severe and non severe weather conditions, like out here on the road I'm driving down right now, headed out to Maricopa, it's miserable. It's 195 degrees. The dust is blowing so hard that I can barely keep the truck on the road. But I'm you know, you got to change the air filter sooner than every fifty thousand miles.
3: You know what I mean? No, but that's certainly... uh, The air filter is an exception because that's going to be checked during every oil change, and the oil change is going to stretch between 3,000 and 10,000. So in that 100,000 miles, there's no way you're going to end up with a dirty oil filter or an air filter unless, of course, you're doing your own oil changes and you don't ever check it. Right.
4: Well, I'm being suspicious in that, saying that where where this guy's at on the equator is if he's going through weather conditions that are 80 degrees and no dust and no rain and just in the sahara desert where the where it's hot and sand blowing and and those types of things so with these severe weather conditions the owner's manual has to be you have to make adjustments for that in my opinion
3: okay well you know they no longer have that in some of the new owner owner's manual in the last five years they don't have severe service anymore and it's because we don't oxidize the transmission fluid or turn it to a tar until it gets 320 degrees, and by that time the transmission's toast anyway. So the 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 idea of severe, then certainly we have Arizona on one end of the spectrum, and then we have those North Dakota and Minnesota places on the other end of the spectrum. But when we all mm-hmm. of a sudden just eliminate the severe uh, particular part of the owner's manual, all of a sudden then they're saying. The fluids are top notch. The cars are top notch, and we don't need to do anything associated with those two. We, we, I mean, we, back in the 70s and the 80s, we did fluids all the time, but they're nothing like the fluids of today. But anyway, I got to run. I got to run, so I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm going to disparage your name and your shop's name in the very near future. So I just oh, wanted come to... Come on, I, be
4: nice. I'll post your phone number at home. Put it on the, everywhere,
7: I'll send
3: it out on right. card. Okay, it goes both ways. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. All righty, 602 508 602 Jay, good morning.
8: How you doing, Mark?
3: I, I'm better, thank you.
8: Hey, I got a, a, a 019 Silverado half-ton. It's got the yeah. 4.3 uh, V6 Eagle Tech engine in it. Okay. And I'm running about 18,000 miles. And for the last uh, thousand miles, I've been getting an odor uh, around the truck. Uh, when I stop uh, to, to do something, I'll leave it on and then uh, for my job. And then uh, it just, it smells like that old fashioned carburetor running rich sound or smell. Okay. And um, the uh, a mechanic at the dealer told me that's the Cadillac converter burning off he called it something he said he'll do that between about 13 and about eighteen, nineteen thousand miles i've okay. never heard of that before
3: neither have i but um let me let me let me clarify something you're in the construction business and instead of turning it off as you go from place to place to supervise your employees or whatever you're doing you're right. letting it idle and the question is is how long are you letting it idle
8: um usually anywhere from one to four minutes
3: okay um and before you get that, have you traveled the highway? Are you going from um, Sun City to the north to uh, to Maricopa to the south?
8: No, I'm. I'm staying within a five mile radius of the warehouse I work out of.
3: Okay. Is it a rotten egg smell?
8: Uh, yeah, I, I'd say it's a combination of that, uh, kind of a, a a fluid smell. Like I said, that old fashioned carburetor running rich smell. Okay. And, um
3: the the old carburetor's rich smell was, was C O and that's the rich coming out of the tailpipe. So we have not only partially burnt molecules of fuel, but then we have the 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 entire molecule of fuel. Now H C is the incom combustion and C O right. is just raw fuel. So okay. but but your catalytic converter, I, I don't know that I'd be real concerned about this right now. I don't agree that the catalytic converter is in the environment that you've been told. I don't believe that. Okay. I was fishing for, I pull up to a site, and I could be there 10 or 15 minutes. Now, during that period of time, it's idling, and the catalytic converter could certainly cool off. If the catalytic converter is no longer acting like a blowtorch, and any raw fuel that comes through the catalytic converter is immediately consumed, What comes out of the tailpipe on newer model cars is stuff that you could breathe. So in your particular case, I was searching for that. You're parked there for a long period of time, keeping the motor running, and then I would would expect some minor smell associated with when you got there. And it could very well be that it, it could be very well CO, and as a result of that, it's the catalytic converters cooled off, you got it running. It's cooled off, and now we're we're sending some extra fuel out the tailpipe, and you describe it appropriately. So okay, I, I, is this you know
8: is this a problem? I need to have um, to go back to the dealer and have a uh, warranty work looked at on it.
3: Well, no, because right now you don't have a check engine light. Right, right now, you, right, you don't have any codes. Right now, you don't have the rotten egg smell. And your emissions warranty on that is going to cover you for three times what you've got in it right now. Here's what I'd like you to do. Let's experiment. Shut the thing off when you get there. And then start it back up and see if we have an unusual smell. I see. And let's let's do that because really and truly you're not doing your truck any favor. I understand why you're letting it run is because it's hot out there. I understand because you want the air to run. I understand all that, and I do the same thing. But all, all I'm saying is let's try something different and see if we get any kind of smell. And if we wipe away the smell and you're not puffing black smoke out of that tailpipe and the catalytic converter is working perfectly, then there's no harm, no foul.
8: Okay. Yeah, there's uh, there's no color at all coming out of the tailpipe, either black or, or white, either one.
3: Even when you tromp it?
8: Um, I've never seen any smoke coming out of the out of tailpipe that's the
3: right answer that's the right answer (laughs) that's the answer i'm looking for i don't want any smoke out of there the white is really bad because that's coolant or transmission fluid but no i don't want any smoke out of there you're just using the truck in the environment that it wasn't really designed for how many of your neighbors and friends and family and and the guys you know do what you do go from place to place and it'll probably cool off when you drive away now we got to get it warm enough To where that flame? Think of the catalytic converter has has rocks in it that are red hot. Everything that comes through the cat is consumed. Well, I think your rocks are cooling (laughs) off.
8: Okay. I think it takes a while (laughs) for to get them warmed up again. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Um, outside that, it's running perfect.
3: Yeah, and and actually, you'll have no problem. You said it was a 2019. Right. Okay. Um, today the the cars are going three and four hundred thousand miles. I was looking the other day, and i have, i can't tell you how many cars I've got in the two and three and four hundred thousand mile range uh, just just for for everybody else. The engine's going to fail when you overheat it or run it low on oil or you abuse the car. Right. If, you just, if, you, if you get close to the maintenance records inside your, your manual, and if you don't overheat it don't run it low on oil, and you don't let your 16-year-old kid take it out every Friday night, then more than yeah. likely you're going to get two or 300,000 miles out of it. And that's something okay. we never saw before. Okie doke.
8: Okay, okay, Mark. Thank you.
3: You betcha. When it comes to car repair, um, the most important thing is, is to check the shop out before you use them. And you can do that on the Internet by just typing the name of the shop the longer the shop's been in business under the same management, then the more likely it is that uh, they'll be good because there's a whole lot of them that come and go within a year or two period of time. So those dinosaurs out there that are north of 10 years in the business and perhaps even at the same location are your good bet. Uh, 602-508-0960. The lines are open. 602 508 We'll be right back.
1: Dr. Sebastian Gorka is tired of the
9: disrespect. If you wish in your sport, if you want to kneel as our national anthem plays and our flag is hoisted, guess what? What if we banned you for life from representing our nation at the Olympics?
1: America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka, weekdays at noon, on Intelligent Talk 960,
10: The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday.
1: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn,
11: iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code PHOENIX for 20% off.
12: There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents half-off tuition now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private christian school for half off we've partnered with some of the top christian schools in the valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers imagine smaller class sizes better grades and inspiring christian environments where the achievements are positively outstanding For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's
2: 960thepatriot.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands.
1: Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy, and now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app
3: store today. Well, when it comes to diesel stuff, then Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a A-plus rated shop as far as I'm concerned. He knows diesels. He knows he's a diehard diesel service, repair, parts, Performance domestic diesels, uh, import diesels, foreign diesels. No matter what it is, Nate at Strictly Diesel is really good at what he does. Now, you may have a gasoline car that needs an oil change. He'll do that for you as well. But probably 80% of the cars and trucks in his shops are diesels. And, of course, that's a completely new way to make a car go down the road. And it doesn't necessarily mean if you're really good on gas, you're going to be really good on diesel. They are quite different. That's the same as saying if you're really a good horse doctor, then you're going to be a good giraffe doctor. That isn't going to fly. So diesel, strictly diesel service and repair is a great guy. Ernie, good morning. How can I help you?
8: Good morning. Uh, I'm just curious. i got a 2018 Ford Edge. It's got a smaller motor in it. And you're talking about condensation buildup, I assume, builds up in the oil. This is all new to me, okay? I didn't know it did that. But, okay, you're talking about it. Since I don't, I only drive, like, maybe 10 miles a day, how far do I have to drive it one, maybe once a week? Give me an explanation on this, how far I need to drive once a week to get all that oil, water out of the uh, liquid, out of the uh, oil. Okay,
3: all right. How, how many miles are on your 19 right now, or your 18? 12,000. Okay, so it's two years, 12,000, so about 6,000 miles a year, would that be close? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. all right, do you have a temperature gauge on your car? I do. Okay, I want the temperature gauge to read the five-eighths mark every once in a while.
8: You okay? read about, about the half, half, halfway okay. mark. All
3: right, um, how often are you changing your oil?
8: I spotted this under, it's still under warranty, so I've got to change it every 5,000 miles or six months.
3: Okay. Um, do you live alone? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm just wondering if there's, you know, their uh, wife works clear across town or something. What happens is, is every time the engine warms up and cools off, there's condensation. So we're going to cool off whatever's in the engine. And as the, as it's like boiling water, when you shut off the boiling water, then the lid of the pot gets wet. And with condensation, so we need to boil that, and we need to go to So we boil, we turn the water to a vapor at 212. Then the PCV valve, the positive crankcase ventilator, it sucks yes. the fumes out of the motor, sends them out the tailpipe. If you're going to change your oil every 5,000 miles, I was scared you were going to tell me you have synthetic and that you're going to go 10 or 12,000 miles. I'm I'm going to have to go to Plan B. But if you're going to change oil every 5,000 miles, I'm not concerned about that. My wife has an edge. She's got 100,000 miles on it. Um, She drives from Payson uh, down to Phoenix and back quite a bit, just like I do. And neither one of us are worried about moisture because we're obviously taking it into the normal operating temperature. There's going to be some times that you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to take the long way to the grandkids' house. I'm going to get on the freeway to go to the, my daughter's house, or I'm going to go to this party, or I'm going to go to that place. Then, and also another thing to do is, is don't put it in a drive. Bring it down a, a notch in the shifter and bring the RPMs up. That will heat the engine up a little bit too. So it's no big deal for you to drive to the, uh, to the grocery store that's five miles away if you pull it out of drive and you pull it down into the next gear, which will bring the RPMs up to pretty close to two and maybe even above that. Does that great. all make sense? Thank you very much. been very right. helpful. You bet, Ernie. Thank you very much. Dale, you're up next.
7: Hello, Mark. I hope you're having a great day. i got a question about temperature like okay. everybody else today. Okay, so I'm building a small block 350 Chevy, and uh, I have two questions. Okay. Um, it had a 195 thermostat in it, but from today's conversation, that is probably not the best. Is that correct?
3: Is this a fuel injected motor or a carbureted motor?
7: Carbureted motor.
3: Okay, and is that 350 with the 195 thermostat? See, there is no nothing higher than 195. When we okay. raise it to 195, we're going to force it into 220.
7: Okay, so, so we're going to,
3: yeah, we're going to open the 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 thermostat at 195 but it's gonna to continue to f- climb from there. If we take it down to 180, then what we've got is this range between when it opens and when you get to operating temperature is much wider, where at 195 okay. to 220, it's much narrower.
7: Great, okay, that's very good explanation, thank you. My okay. second question is, Go. Where, would you, where would you put the thermostat probe that runs the gauge?
3: Um, it's probably going to be in the intake manifold, right by the thermostat housing.
7: Okay, there is one there, at, but this came out of a '78 Suburban. Okay, and I believe that there's a port on the driver's side um, on the block, just below the head.
3: Just below the head?
7: Well, kind of sort Yeah.
3: Okay. Okay. The, so I-, I
7: want the I want the the truest temperature.
3: Okay, I, I'm thinking you're going to go near the thermostat. Um, okay. You, you, if now you, you're you're you're, let's assume that this we're going to build whatever you're building is going to be comparable to the '78 suburban it came out of. Then no, the, the not temp-
7: going to be at all comparable.
3: Okay, I'm you're putting,
7: putting in a V8 in a yes in a uh, 280Z, 75 okay. 280 Dodson.
3: Okay. Well, I would put the temperature the There may be a temperature sensor on the head, and there may be a temperature sensor up on the intake manifold. I think the one on the head, as long as you look through it and you see that it's in the cooling system, it's really not going to make a difference whether you're pulling it off the top of the manifold and the head. Although somebody's going to call me on that, and there may be a difference of 5 degrees, but not anything significant. If you're going to put this in a 280Z, and you're going to make the motor run a little bit better you're probably going to have to use some electric cooling fans to keep that thing cool or a Absolutely. shroud okay
7: Absolutely. a shroud's both. better and both the the... shroud and electric cooling fans
3: okay and you're going to have the temperature of the fans push or pull
7: um i was just, I was expecting to to pull
3: okay so you're going to mount them on the radiator side the engine side of the radiator yes sir Okay, now there's a good chance you'll have a tough time keeping that V8 cool with two electric fans. If you wanted to, it would be far better off to put a shroud on the radiator and put a clutch fan on there. I've walked that path before. I put Quinn cooling fans on a 74 Chevy pickup, mm-hmm. and I could never get that thing to run south of 240, which really didn't bother me that much. But okay. it, just just be careful about that. Shrouds are important. And it doesn't really make any difference if you push or pull, other than the fact that the fans, when you're pulling, the fans get hotter because all the air you pull through the radiator obviously is going over the fans. And, Jeremy, I am so sorry I messed up. Stay right there. Dale, we'll be back.
5: You've heard all the lies about President Trump, but the truth is he's the most effective conservative president America has had in decades, and every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. My book debunks the lies and reminds us why we need Trump and his will to fight and win against the left. It's the most important book of the year, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it at Amazon or wherever books are sold.
9: Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. This election is more important than ever. Be sure you're registered and make your plans to vote. Our nation's future depends on it.
1: Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um,
10: Dad?
14: Uh, yeah, sweetie. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Listening to Seth from 3 to 6 p.m. and want to chime in? Open your Patriot app, click the upper left-hand corner, and click on Call Studio. It's that easy. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot.
3: Welcome back, everybody. Thirty-four minutes after, Thirty-five minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and hopefully Dale's still there. Dale, you there? Yep, I'm okay. still here. Let me just let me just talk to you for a minute okay okay i would put two inch exhaust on that and i would put the mufflers on that give you the noise but the less restriction you probably want a little thump to it i would certainly have somebody make me a shroud and use a clutch fan and i'd put the motor in first and i would put the radiator in second and have the clutch or then see, see how far the clutch fan i would use an hei ignition which needs a 12 volt that's all it needs so I am I'd doing use a, that. Okay. I would use a spread bore, which is the four-barrel carburetor with the two air-fuel mixture sh- screws in the front. And Holly oh, makes a nice about. one.
7: Oh, I've got an Edelbrock.
3: Okay. well, you uh, And the Edelbrock has the two f- screws in the front of it, the air-fuel mixture screws right in the front on the base?
7: I'm, I'm going to say yes. I yeah. only took it out of the box once to look to make sure everything was there, and I haven't seen it since.
3: Okay, I'm pretty sure your Edelbrock has the two screws. You'll, when you take it off, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I'd use a nice air filter on it, but a low profile to get it underneath the hood. Um, yeah. I would use probably an electric fuel pump, but you can use a mechanical. That's no problem. I, the Edelbrock's going to come with an electric choke, and you're going to probably run one of those wires to the alternator, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and just to light it up so it doesn't stay shut. And you're probably going to have power brakes on it, so you'll have plenty of vacuum off the back of the manifold for that. So those are ca- some of the mistakes that most of them make. They'll put a they'll put a dual Mallory dual point in there, or they'll use some kind of off-brand electronic. But that 350 will love an HEI. Plus, it's 60k um, in in voltage to the spark plug. Open up the exhaust, not too noisy, not too quiet. Cooling system and fuel delivery, more than likely, if you can get the plugs to be tan or just on the tan to dark side, then your fuel delivery is perfect. So that's how I would handle it. Okay?
7: You gave me so much information, I couldn't write it all down. Oh, no, I'll tell you you. what. (laughs) Mark,
3: here's, I'll help you. Mark, with a K, at MarkSalem.com mark okay. at marksalem.com if you'll give me your phone number I'll call you from my blocked cell and we'll have a short 10 minute conversation and, and you get your questions and I'll get your answers okay?
7: Sounds wonderful thank you, okay. I, I listen to you every weekend well Appreciate thank it. you
3: for trusting me thank you, when it comes to, to uh, cars, I, I maybe I spoke out of both sides of my mouth because I tell you I don't want the history and stuff when we open up the show I just kind of give you a short version of my, my resume so that that you know that I've been in the business for 40 years and you know that I'm a master tech and so you know that um, I at least have some semblance of experience and knowledge that I can share with you. There's times that I don't agree with the owner's manual and there's times that I do agree, but the difference is is 95% of the time I agree with the owner's manual and then 5% I don't. I also understand that people drive different ways uh, and I and, and of course we can kind of adapt the vehicle and the engine to the ways on some of the older cars but not on the newer model cars. There's also some flexibility with respect. We've had tire questions about the different tire sizes. We've had we've had questions before about the exhaust, what brand catalytic converter I should use, stuff like that. We've had questions. All I can do is tell you that I've walked that path with customers before. It's not uncommon for someone to come in and have you know multiple electric fans, but they can't keep the needle off the red. The very first thing we want to do is, is make sure that the sensors tell and the gauge the truth and that they're matched and that they can talk to one another. Because if the sensor sends one signal, but the, the gauge interprets it as something else, then really you're fighting an overheat that really isn't there. So then what we do at that point is is we teach you how to check the temperature of the engine and basically you go to the thermostat housing and just gun that with a uh, temperature gun that you can buy at Harbor Freight for real cheap. So if the gauge says it's running 260 but in reality the upper hose guns at 220, 230, then we got a problem with the gauge and the sending unit. So that's kind of what it's all about because I grew up from the 60s and then we went into the 70s. And then the mid-70s, we went to electronic ignition. And then in the 80s, we went to electronic carburetors, which was a huge mess. And then in the 90s, we popped into fuel injection where we've been. But each, there's been three or four levels of fuel injections. You had throttle bodies, and then you had port fuel, and then you have sec- sequential port fuel. So you have all of these stopping points. And each one of the changes, most all the time, is a benefit. Each one of the changes is a step forward, but I could name quite a few that were a step back, but they ultimately, we reverse direction. 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open.
1: Larry Elder explains how the president can't win in the media.
11: Why isn't Trump using his powers to mandate a national standard for addressing the coronavirus? Because that would make him a tyrant, which he said you didn't want, I thought. On the other hand, whenever Trump tries to exercise his authority on immigration, law, oh my goodness, he's a dictator. He's a tyrant. You cannot lose this argument.
1: The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 6 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960, the Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, tune in, iHeart, and radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24 7.
11: Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, The World After Trump, on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Watch now at SalemNow.com. Buckle down. Cool down. Shut down down to the wire the word down is
0: frequently used in the English language here's another example mortgage rates are tumbling down if you're shopping for a new home wondering about refinancing or considering consolidating debt now is the time to take advantage of plunging mortgage interest rates Interest rates are the lowest they've been in years, if not the lowest they've ever been, with available rates under 3%. Call Steve Oswald at Finance of America Mortgage today, 602-266-5665. For over 20 years, Steve has been guiding clients through the complex mortgage process to help them make educated decisions. You could be saving hundreds per month. Hands down, now is the best time to call Steve Oswald with Finance of America Mortgage, 602-266-5665. That's 602-266-5665. Or go to steveoswald.mortgage. Equal Housing Lender, MLO 182922, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184.
14: Stuff, even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs. And it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover tar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council.
1: So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, Hello? That's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek.
12: A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
2: Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: Okay, 44 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. We're going to talk about Thompson's real quick, and then we got some callers. Thompson's Auto Repair is the only shop in Mesa that I put my name next to. Brian and Thelma are really good people. They know what they're doing. They're honest and they're dependable. Plus, they come from families that used to pump gas and had bays in their gas stations from the 1960s and 70s. So these two young people, married couple, come from two families that have years and years of experience, even far more than I have. So they know the difference between right and wrong. Thompson's Auto Repair, just east of Stapley on Main Street, good guy to go. Eddie or Don, you're up first, Don. How can I help you? So what did you do to your back? Um, I don't have any idea. I just bent over to pick up a hedge trimmer on the ground, and, and uh, I fell down, and then I cried, and everybody made fun of me. And, uh, <laughs> and where, and where was Renee at this time? She was laughing at me. She was part of the group that was laughing at oh, me. Oh, shame on her. Yeah. Anyway,
6: I was thinking about putting uh, disc brakes on the back of my S10. What okay. happens to the emergency brake?
3: Um, most of the time, the rear discs, um, rear road or calipers have a lever on them, and you're going to hook your power or your parking brake to that lever. So, and and when you pull that lever, there's a cam on the arm that's going to push the pads together. Ah. And, and so, if you pull it off right, then you're just going to have to adapt the cables to both calipers. Yeah, um, otherwise, it bring you,
4: back and hook it into where like
10: you would with the
3: emergency brake on on regular drum brakes. Th- that that's right. And the other possibility is is you just make sure park works really good in your transmission. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. okay I thanks, Don. Okay. Take care. Okay. Take care. <laughs> Thank you, Don. <laughs> Don and I have known one another for twenty years. He's a tow truck driver. He's probably the best, but one of the best ones I've ever seen. He can pick a car out of the canal and not cause any more damage. That's how good this guy is. Eddie, you're up next. How can I help you?
5: Hey, I want to discuss this fill for life, whether it be a transmission or a differential or a transfer case. Yeah. Uh, who determines life?
3: Um, the the oil manufacturer and the, the car manufacturer gives them what they believe to be the square box that the that the overwhelming majority of their cars are going to be in and operated in and then them uh, with the oil manufacturers will then come to a uh, a get to get a, 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 a common ground let me ask your mind okay l- l- let me tell you that first about oil um, we have a conventional oil that turns to a tar at 280 degrees now the semi-synthetic moves it to 320 and the semi-synthetics it doesn't turn to a tar till 500 never mind your motor is junk after 250 okay well
5: i'm not i'm not talking about engine oil for life i'm talking about the other
3: fluids i'm talking they're all the same they're each one of them is a step up from the last year and the year before each one of them has a different range of temperature and, and, and each one of them has an oxidation point that's different, which is where they turn to a, where they burn up. Coolant, power steering, engine, and transmission, and differentials. They've all improved dramatically the fluid, which would then improve and add to the change interval. So we can't, we can't stick with 30,000 miles that we used to do on a, in a 1970s car. Today we're much further than that in the last maybe eight years. That yeah, answer- what I'm saying
5: is, though, there's there's always a provision to add fluid to them. So why not exchange or change the fluid to extend the quote life of that component?
3: Yeah, but I'm not quite sure. You Who you're dis- talking to, right? No. Oh. No.
5: <laughs> okay, boss.
3: Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. That's (laughs) fine. That's fine. Uh, I I saw Eddie there, and I I said to myself, all right, let me ask you a question, Mr. Smarty Pants. How many of all the cars you service on an annual basis at our shop, how many do you find that are quart low on transmission fluid?
5: I wouldn't say a quart. I mean, I see transfer cases all the time. I have quart low just Um, because
13: of above? Are
3: they above the ad mark? A half a quart no, low. No, are we half a quart off full, or are we are we above the are we above or below the? No, ad we're, no,
5: we're half a quart on low, so it's not like we're overfilled where the transmission is bleeding into the transfer case. Okay. No, we're okay.
3: we're low. All right. Well, I think you, you'll agree with me that we can move those intervals up, but you'll also agree with me that my philosophy on transmission services is that we do the filter first, however that interval is, so that we can look for bad things inside the transmission, and then we do right, a flush next. Right. That?
5: Then you then you alternate. Do a service of flush, a service of flush. That's
3: that's that's what I believe is in our customers' best interest. Right. Okay.
5: But what I'm trying to understand is, is, you know, like I already said, that the life of this whatever this component is. I mean, take every human being and their body has a fill for life, whether it's your lungs, your, your blood, or whatever. So what I'm suggesting is that if you exercise, then you're a somewhat kind of exchanging you're filled fill for life. Okay. You know, you're not sedentary. You're not, you know, you're not just sitting on the couch for the rest of your life. Obviously okay. we know that exercise equals for the most part, longevity. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Can't, can't we, instead of just fill for life, we just, we just don't do it until it just, the transmission, the transfer case just, just fails. Can't we just do a little more preventative service on it or to maybe extend that so-called life?
3: Well, if we change in today's transmissions, what's the average life of today's trans- automatic transmission? Would you agree that it's probably one hundred and twenty and north of that?
5: On on a on a shifting transmission, not on a CVT.
3: Uh, now, come on, stick with me here. A shifting okay, okay, transmission, okay. a newer one. Okay. Well, is the life one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty? Oh, easily. Okay. So so I'm not quite sure why we'd spend a whole lot of money trying to improve the life when really the science has to do with how they abuse it or how they drive it. So we got Grandma Moses driving her car, but then she's got she's got a, a grandson that's 16 years old that's out on Friday night on Central burning the tires. So it's and then everybody drives different temperatures, everybody drives different intervals, everybody drives different miles. So it's really hard that part that target is moving. And I'm going to tell you right now, come Monday morning, you're going to be on oil changes for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, Eddie's been working for me how many years? 31. 31 years. And um, I hired him when he was a kid. And real, I'll tell you the quick story. Eddie walks in, and he sits down, and I ask him if he's ever done this, and he goes yes. And And after I ask him about the sixth, seventh, eighth question, do you, Have you ever worked on a quadrajet? Have you ever changed a C6 or a C a transmission? And, and, and he's yawning and, and I'm boring him. So I'm thinking, oh, this kid can't have that many years of experience. Well, he did. He's probably in the top two technicians that I've ever hired in all my life. And he's been, like I said, he's been with me north of 30 years, and he can work on anything. But he's a real Ford guy, so that's the the rub between him and I. He's a Ford huh. guy, I'm a GM guy, and so that's why now, goodbye, Eddie. We're gonna say goodbye Alrighty. to Eddie Caruso, and uh, Tom, you're up next. How can I help you?
6: Yes, sir, Mark. Glad to speak to you. uh, I'm a fourth-time caller, and it goes back several years. Anyway, my current problem is a 2018 Ford Focus. Uh, Noticed a rumble. We thought it was in the right front area. The initial uh, friend told me, he said, I think it's a wheel bearing. We take it to one dealer where we bought the car. Their service department said wheel bearing so we went to the one in our hometown though thinking that would be the way to get it done more you know easy and they said no it's a bad tire and it's out of alignment so uh we had it aligned but the the noise is still there and personally i think it is a wheel bearing okay so i don't know what to do or right. how to isolate the problem
3: i got this i got this I, you know how what a cloverleaf looks like on a on an interchange, yep. right? Okay. Yep. Most all of them are a sweeping right turn.
6: I know if, what you're going to say.
3: <laughs> there's you're going to be able to make the noise go away on a sweeping left turn or sweeping right turn, and if that's the case, it's right. a wheel bearing. Okay. That's all there is to ah. it. All
6: right. And by um, the way, I was going to say in the years past, you've helped me on a Beretta, a Corvette, and restoring a Triumph motorcycle. it
3: so, <laughs> been I, a good experience. My, here's my dad says. If BS was snow, Mark would be a walking blizzard. Okay? Now, think about that. If BS was snow, my son would be a walking blizzard. Let me just explain to everybody else. There's two wheel bearings. Even though they're uh, they're associated as one, there's two wheel bearings on the front end of your car. They just come as a package. Well, when you turn right you're actually loading one, the inside of one, and the outside of the other. So as you go through those, those sweeping left turns and sweeping right turns, if the noise changes, it's going to be a wheel bearing problem. The question is, is which side is it at? Is it the inner on the right or the outer on the left? But you said it's on the right front, and so I say, yep, let's go there. What part of town do you live in?
6: Well, we are in a small town north of St. Louis, oh unfortunately we bought the car 60 miles out from us Mm -hmm. and we didn't want to take it back there because they told us it'd be a three-hour repair so now this other dealer tells us no it's alignment and then the tire is worn causing the noise
3: okay and 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 here's my answer to that okay mr smarty pants let's take the fronts off and put them on the backs let's put the backs on the front forget the alignment did we change the noise any did we change the vibration any i got to run, but I just want to tell everybody, um, I did radio in KMOX in St. Louis, and it it had a huge footprint. KMOX had a footprint from from Denver, Colorado, to Washington, D.C., from the lowest part of Texas to the the Canadian border. So there was calls from all over the place. I've never been in a community like St. Louis where the people were so nice no matter what I did and how bad my behavior was they put up with me and they were so nice and they rarely beat up on the shop that they had known the father and then the son and now the grandson's running it so I just want to pay I just want to say that that the St. Louis area is different It's different from all the other places that I've done radio. It's just because of the people, and Tom's a good example of that. Got to run, Tom. Lenny, you're up next. How can I help you?
7: Yeah, Mark, a uh, question on
6: temperature. My own man's calls are a 15-pound temperature stat, th- th- but the temperature will not go over 192. So I put in a 16-pound stat and still won't go over 192. What is the problem? And with these 110-degree temperatures, I can't get the temperature over 192. And I think that's related, really, making me for poor gas mileage. Am I right?
3: Okay. Well, what kind of car are we talking about?
6: Oh, two beautiful saber that got that wonderful three point eight liter V six engine of General Motors.
3: What year?
7: O oh, two, okay. got sixty two thousand miles on it. sixty two
6: thousand
7: okay. miles.
3: Um, I think it's possible that the thermostat stuck open. I think it's possible that somebody put a one eighty in there. Um, I think it no, would I be.
6: I said I changed them. I took the fifteen pound out recommended for the orange man and put in the sixteen pound. No, it no, it doesn't make any difference.
3: We're not talking about the same thing you're talking about the radiator cap i'm talking about the thermostat the if we put we put coolant under pressure to raise the boiling point that's why we have a 12 13 14 15 16 pound cap is that helps raise the boiling point of the pressure of the of the liquid that we've got in our cooling system uh, that the, the 16 pound cap won't make any difference at all in the temperature well, I what needed, does? the thermostat The thermostat opens at 195, and and that's the first time it opens. And then at that point, the the coolant gets hotter. So if you want it, here's what you do, Um, and this is how I would do it. I would literally take the upper hose off, and I'd aim it into a five-gallon bucket first thing in the morning, and I would start it up, and I'd rev the motor up one time and shut it off. If there's any water that comes out of that hose, then the 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 thermostat is stuck open or it's not even in there. So it should not move fluid through the upper hose into the radiator until the thermostat opens. This is a really big, it's, it's no big deal. Again, if you want to make a mess, upper hose off, put it in a five-gallon bucket, start it up, rev it, shut it off, and if water comes gushing out of there, there is no thermostat or the thermostat is stuck wide open. Mark at com if you want to ask a car question. Mark at com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. Thanks for spending your Saturday with me.